Welcome everyone to Healing Hope and Restoration. I'm your co-host Tiffany. And I'm Howard. And Howard, I was inspired by a conversation I had with probably a compilation of several people. So our topic today that I really want to discuss is this idea of the saying, I just need Jesus. Have you heard that before? I have heard that. I've heard it relative to addiction and any other myriad of mental health issues that we kind of expect just to be taken care of as long as you have enough faith, have enough Bible studies, and pray enough, it'll all go away. Absolutely. I've heard that many times, so I'm black, and in the African-American community, I cannot tell you how many times I've heard people say that, mostly in the church. And I want to be very clear, when we say, you know, I just need Jesus, we are not saying to people that you don't need Jesus. Oh, right. Because we know we need Jesus, we don't have life without Him. But like you said, oftentimes it seems to be, I would venture to say, almost kind of like an excuse to not address certain issues. And then on the other hand, I think for some people, it's actually a fear that if they seek help outside of the church, that somehow, you know, they might be led astray, or maybe they'll get false information, um, and somehow it will be very an unspiritual thing to do. Well, I think that's a, a fairly normal reaction to just the whole idea of, am I being disobedient if I seek outside help? Um Certainly, some forms of secular psychology um, can lead you astray. Mm -hmm. um, instead of being transcendent, which is, I look to the Lord and then he gives me a plan, it becomes self-indulgent. Mm -hmm. and, and so we don't want that. And that's not what we're talking about in terms of clinical help. So there, there is that concern. And then I think, you know, one of the, you mentioned it, uh, Tiffany, I think one of the things in our arsenal of denial mm -hmm. is that, you know, second Corinthians five seventeen would become a new creature. Mm -hmm. All things have passed away. All things have become new. Yes. In terms of the old nature. Mm -hmm. Yes. In terms of sin, but none of that guarantees us good mental health. No. And so sometimes there are issues that we need help with, um, marriages going bad, addiction running rampant in our lives, um, depression might even be inherited, mm -hmm. um, anxiety and panic. Um, you know, those are all issues that can be addressed in a Christian context, but with a clinical understanding to help people be free. Absolutely. And when you become a Christian, when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you do have a new life. And old things have passed away, all, all things have become new. And that's important to know, but it's also, I think, important to know that we have to constantly be renewing our mind to learn how to walk in this newness of life that we have, because that's not automatic. And so part of what we do as mental health therapists, especially here at the Antioch Group, what we have the pleasure of being able to do is to incorporate our faith into the process of um, learning how to walk in this freedom that Christ has given us. And so, again, as I've been thinking about this topic and the number of people I've talked to over the years who say, again, 
you know, I just need Jesus trying to exclude all outside help from that. Mm-hmm. Um, my heart has been so pained because they've continued to suffer and haven't walked in freedom in some areas. And so that reminds me of the story that many of us have probably heard in some way, shape or form of the man who was um, waiting for God to rescue him from the flood that was coming. And so he was in his home and there was a warning that went out that, you know, flood was coming and that he needed to evacuate his area. So he, um, you know, prayed and asked for God to deliver him. And, you know, God hears us and he delivers his children. Mm-hmm. And so um, there's a guy that came in a big pickup truck. Again, you probably heard some version of the story in a big pickup truck that said, you know, you know, sir, you know, we have to get out. Why don't you come with me? And, you know, I'll drive you to safety. And the man said, no, no, no. You know, I'm just waiting on an answer from the Lord. He's like, sir, he's like, no, no, I'm just waiting on the answer from the Lord. So the guy drove on. So the, the waters came and they rose and he um, had to move to another level of his house. And then a man with a boat came along and said, sir, you know what? We're trying to help people. We're trying to evacuate people here. You cannot stay here. You're not safe. Mm-hmm. Come with me. I'll take you to safety. Man replied, no, no, no. You know what? It's okay. I'm just waiting on an answer from the Lord. Don't worry about me. The man was like, are you sure? It's like, Yes. And so the man rode on and then water continued to rise. He handed up on the top of his roof. And then here comes a helicopter. Sir, we're trying to save people. This is your last chance to be evacuated. And he said, you know, I'm okay. He's on a roof here. Waters have risen. I'm just waiting on an answer from the Lord. And the waters rose so high, they overtook his home. And eventually the man drowned because he was a believer. He did go to heaven and he had some questions. So when he got there, he only asked the Lord. He's like, you know, you know, hey, Lord, I trusted you. I trusted you mm-hmm. to save me from these floodwaters. And I believed you. Why didn't you save me? You know, not that I'm mad about being in heaven, but why would you save me? Why didn't you save me? And the Lord replied, well, <laughs> I sent the truck, I sent the boat, I sent the exactly. helicopter, and you still <laughs> didn't listen. That's right. <laughs> and when I think about that, again, a lot of us have probably heard that in some way, shape, or form, but when I think about that, I think of the many ways that God does seek to help us, you know, overcome the things that have plagued us, you know, that are his answers to our prayers that we dismiss saying, you know what, I just need Jesus, expecting God to operate in one very specific way, whatever that way may be. Well, you know, uh, Tiffany, I came out of a background of functional alcoholism many years ago, 45 years ago. Um, Subsequent to that, I had um, some depression. Prior to those days, uh, when I was just a little guy, about four years old, I had my first panic attack. So I struggled with anxiety and low-grade depression um, for most of my life. And in 1988, being a minister, that was huge for me. Ministers don't have problems, right? (laughs) Not at all. (laughs) Because you're not human. You're not expected to be. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. You got Jesus. You don't have these other issues. So... Um, upon the recommendation of my wife, I went to, uh, a counselor in 1988 and the smartest decision I ever made in terms of working through those issues. Now I would get up in front of people every week, but it was a, it was a royal battle to do that. 
um, people would say I looked comfortable. That's because I did a really good job of masking what was going on inside. I knew the subject material, so I had confidence in it, so I could do that. But just in terms of people's reactions and, you know, people's comments afterwards, um, the anxiety level was just beyond what I could describe. And so being able to work through that anxiety uh, with someone who knew what they were doing helped me then to integrate, that's a key word, integrate and connect dots in my faith with what I learned about myself and the way my brain works and the way I think about myself in the world. Absolutely. I think when we think about, you said this earlier, you know, we're therapists. And so we appreciate, you know, that psychology offers us a lot of great information. You know, we also stand, you know, as Christians, first and foremost, on the truth of the word of God. And I believe that science done well will agree with the truth and be like a revealing, almost like Absolutely. a discovery of what, you know, God already knows mm -hmm. and, you know, has established. And so I don't believe there needs to really be any discrepancy. Now you mentioned secular psychology. Yes. And that can take us down a whole place of, you know, total focus on ourselves, which is not healthy either. Um, however, um, true science done well doesn't have any discrepancy. And like you said, it could be helpful. Thank you so much for sharing that. I've talked I've talked to a counselor in the past as well at very specific times in my life where I needed, I needed to hear a voice outside of just my own and outside of just what was going on inside of my head. And this person, you know, really helped me get to solid ground, which really helped me in my faith and um, maintaining that stability. And I think we all need that. We do. And, you know, there's biblical precedents. Um, Jeremiah lamented. Uh, Elijah got depressed and ran and tried to escape by going to a cave. Um, you know, Job, Bible says he didn't sin through all of that, but he began to question God. And that could have easily led him down a wrong road until God intervened. Uh, later in the book. And uh, so there's, you know, there's just examples throughout the scripture of people who reached a point of, you know, just kind of feeling like I'm, I'm broken. I'm at a breaking point. I, I can't, I can't go on any further. It doesn't mean they don't have faith. And it doesn't mean that they've backslidden or that they're in sin. Depression doesn't mean you're in sin. Anxiety no. doesn't mean you're in sin. I mean, you live in this world. <laughs> exactly. And so you think about all that we're facing. We're facing um, shootings that are out of control. We've come out of COVID and it still is affecting us. Um, we have high prices at the gas pump. Yeah. And that's causing inflation in other areas of our life. Um, I mean, I could go on and on and on. The, the onslaught against us as humans, let alone believers in such a world, can take a toll on us. Yeah. And while our faith can be solid, it helps sometimes to get out of our own head and pray these things out loud and then talk to someone who can help us refocus. Absolutely. And if we don't, 
you know, even develop like potentially like, like a major depression or even like a moderate depression or maybe don't experience like a clinical level of anxiety. The truth of the matter is we still need support in this life. We are not islands unto ourselves. The Lord values relationship. If you've read scripture, that is very clear. And he values the relationships that we have with each other. And he's given that to us as a means of support. When I think about even, you know, Mary, the mother of Jesus, you know, she was visited um, by an angel that, you know, told her, you know, what was going to happen. And she accepted that. And that was going to come with an immense amount of pressure. And um, she went to go get some support from her cousin, Elizabeth. Like that was a really important thing. And there are countless people in scripture that you can name probably better than I can, who sought out their supports as they were walking through difficult times. And God provided people there for those seasons. So they knew they weren't alone. And also those individuals are also there to confirm, you know, the call that God even had on their lives. And so it is amazing countless times, you know, to say that we just need Jesus. Oftentimes, again, we're not saying that we don't need Jesus or that somehow that's a bad thing to see. We're saying Jesus has provided, you know, people and Mm -hmm. opportunities and um, supports too, to help. And so don't dismiss that either. And Howard, you, when we were talking about this in preparation, you also mentioned that Jesus himself, you know, sought out his supports. He did. Um, if you think about, um, the upper room, so you, you have Peter who is going to deny him and Judas who is going to betray him in that room. That's on his mind. The cross is on his mind. The rejection of the Jewish leaders who should have known better uh, was on his mind. And so when he left the upper room and went across the Kidron Valley to the Garden of Gethsemane, he took Peter, James, and John with him. Now, he's the son of God. He could have done that himself. Yeah. But he didn't. He told them to watch and pray. And... Each time he came back and they were asleep, he expressed his, shall we say, disappointment Mm -hmm. uh, in the fact that they weren't intercessing. And, you know, so even in his hour of darkest need, and even though he was the son of God, he chose these three men out of the 12 to come and be intercessors with him and support him and be with him in his hour of darkest need. And I think that speaks volumes to us. I'd never seen it from that perspective before until you described it. And he is our example in all things. And I think one thing that among the many things that we really value, you know, in being therapists is being able to be there for our clients and to intercede beyond just sometimes what we call our psychobabble but Mm -hmm. also being able to pray for them and to support them. I love our tagline here at the Antioch group. And that is, you know, we're with you along life's journey. We are with you because we know it is a journey and it's so much easier if you don't go it alone. And from, you know, scriptural standpoint, we are called, you know, to, you know, um, encourage those, you know, and provide that, that same encouragement in, in the ways that we've been encouraged Um, we are called to pass that on. We are. And that comes from 
second Corinthians and, um, it's a very powerful passage that we comfort others with the comfort that we ourselves have received. Yes. But I want to, before we get to the end of our program, I want to go on the other side of the fence for a moment. Okay. So if some of our listeners are saying, Hey, that all sounds good guys. That's fantastic. That's great. I can see your logic, but there weren't psychologists in Jesus day. Uh, there weren't counselors. So why would we need them now? So here's my argument. Uh, they weren't doing MRIs. <laughs> they weren't doing open heart surgery <laughs> and they weren't doing back surgery. Um, so what does that mean? That means that along the way, as God has allowed human civilization to evolve, he has gifted people in areas of service that exceeds the ancient days. And so just as we would not go to the preacher for open heart surgery, why would we go uh, to have our head examined, if you will, when we're in a bad place? Mm -hmm. Now, the preacher can pray. I am a preacher. Uh, but I recognize before uh, obtaining my master's degree 22 years ago, that I was not equipped to deal with some of the things that were coming at me. Mm -hmm. And that formal training helped me then to pull from biblical concepts and the underpinning of Christ in me, the hope of glory to create a treatment plan that would help people to get better in a similar way in which God has gifted doctors and surgeons over the years to bring their expertise to us so that our bodies heal. Yeah. And how amazing is it to be able to apply biblical truths with a greater understanding? I think that's so important. We like to separate the head from the rest of the body, but we're whole people. We are. <laughs> and so I think thinking of it in a, not a new age, this mm -hmm. is a new age word, and I don't mean it that way, but holistically, body, soul, and spirit. And we need all parts of our self to be cared for by those who can care for us and speak truth and help into our lives so that we thrive instead of just surviving. Absolutely. Thriving instead of just surviving. And for so long, especially over the past couple of years, we've almost been stuck in survival mode. Yes, we have. And so, you know, moving out of that, you know, therapy can help. Obviously we're big proponents of that, you know, and using your supports can help too. So we, um, love what we do and I believe, you know, God has bestowed many gifts on the body of Christ. And a lot of what we do is teaching, you know, mm -hmm. it's encouragement, you know, the gifts of helps, um, connecting people to different resources that they may need if we, you know, aren't able to provide those things. And some of those resources are within the church. They are. And I think if people are thinking about help, maybe start with their pastor or pastoral staff, um, other believers who may have found help and don't be afraid to get online and search for Christian counselors and do not be afraid to scrutinize who it is that you're going to see. There is no problem with that. 
you want to make sure that you're with someone who is trained well, who truly knows Christ, if you want to see a Christian counselor, and is able to speak into your life in the areas for which you are concerned. Absolutely. And I would venture to say, you know, cautiously that most therapists that are, you know, good at what they do, you know, should have a great respect for the faith that you bring into their office because most in psychology recognizes that faith is therapeutic. Yes. (laughs) But we know as believers that it's much more than just, you know, therapeutic, something that makes us feel better. It is life giving. It is. It's a relationship. Absolutely. Yep. So, you know, folks, you know, our topic today was, you know, the idea of unpacking that concept of I just need Jesus. And again, we're not saying that you don't need Jesus because we fully believe that we need him, you know, in him we live, we breathe and we have our very being. And so when it comes down to it, we depend on him for all that we do in helping people. What we are saying is don't use that as an excuse to not seek out or accept the supports that God himself has provided for you as you're renewing your mind and really learning to live the life that Jesus Christ died for you to have. Absolutely. And as you follow through, and plug into all your resources, um, you can move from surviving to thriving. Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining us today, and we sincerely hope that something we said um, you will find helpful. And as always, folks, God bless and shalom. The information contained in our podcast and on our social media pages is for informational purposes only. All views expressed are solely those of the individuals involved and do not represent the opinions of any entity whatsoever with which we have been, are now, or will be affiliated. The information is not meant to diagnose or treat any mental health condition. If you are experiencing mental health symptoms, we encourage you to contact a mental health provider in your community. If you are experiencing a mental health emergency, please call 911 or go to the nearest emergency room.